0: ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more.
1: I think it's one of our strongest points, our team, is that everyone has their own passionate views and individual thoughts and, yeah, chatted to Uzi briefly about it today and, um, yeah, I don't think his intentions to make too big of a fuss but, yeah, you know, we, we support him.
0: Do you expect him to wear the shoes out
1: there tomorrow? Uh, I spoke to him just
0: quickly, he said he won't be.
1: That is Australian cricket captain Pat Cummins revealing Usman Khawaja will not be wearing a pair of shoes inscribed with messages of support for Palestinians impacted by the war. It's another surprise subplot as we ready for a summer of test cricket. What was on the shoes that might have breached ICC regulations? What's Cricket Australia's position on sport and politics mixing given their previous stance on playing Afghanistan? Asking those questions, plus looking at the summer more broadly as a team coming off a historic year tries to win back the love of a Perth crowd. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily. Gideon Haig is a cricket writer. If you're wondering where to read him since he left The Australian, the answer is Cricket et al. It's his subscription Substack. It's where he and others write about cricket in its many forms. Gideon, welcome.
0: Nice to be here. Nice to be here at the top of another international summer.
1: And I'm interested in how you're seeing this summer of cricket. I've been among those finding it a little hard to get excited about the series with Pakistan and the Winnies, but I'm starting to think that might be a me problem. I mean, here... We've got a team that's just proved itself generationally exceptional in a gruelling year. And I'm reminded of the Steve Waugh years when we yearned for a contest. Maybe this is just a moment of strength that's worth celebrating. How are you framing this summer
0: in your mind's eye? It's not a bad way to construe it. Look, I reckon we have the same complaints every season. We're sort of terminally unhappy about the way in which the cricket season is heralded. We're always saying that it's not quite the same as it used to be. The course is not quite the same as it used to be. International cricket and... And domestic T20 cricket now have to share the limelight. Of course, there is uh, the Big Bash League on simultaneously. We've just had the Women's Big Bash League. No, the summer doesn't look the same as it always did, but there are always consolations. And I think one of them is the one that you're citing. You know, this is a team that has had a remarkable year. And Glenn Maxwell has hit the winning runs and Australia have won the 2023 World Cup. They're all rushing on to celebrate the Australian's leaping about out there. That has carried most of it before it. It was only able to share the Ashes series. It wasn't able to win the series outright, which Australia hasn't done since 2001. Something still to aim for, but it's the World Test champion. It's the uh, it's the World Cup winner. Its players are bobbing in the uppermost reaches of the World ICC, batting, bowling and all-rounder ladders. Bounding in. Bowls to Smith, who works out through mid-wicket for four. Wow. And there's his hundred. Two balls it's taken him, his helmet's off and he's waving his bat, triumphant. Uh, There's a lot to be satisfied with and it's of course it's also, as quite a lot of series are these days, has an autumnal shade because some of these players we will be seeing for the last time, including David Warner. I can definitely say I won't be playing that West Indies series, I I think if I get through this and and I can make the Pakistan series, I'll definitely uh, finish up then.
1: And much of the lead-in has focused on Warner, but it's his opening partner who's attracted attention today. Usman Khawaja plans to wear shoes inscribed with messages of "All lives are equal" and "Freedom is a human right" yeah. in support of Palestinians. And if history's a guide, Gideon, I'd expect this to draw polarising views from cricket fans. What's your What's your sense on how it's going to
0: well, be handled? That's, yeah, look, if you know if people are getting upset about Pat Cummins's proximity to a solar panel, they're uh, they're liable to. Uh, have their hackles rise over Usman Kawaja uttering such <laughs> incredibly uncontroversial assertions as, uh, as these.
1: Yeah, again, Aussie doesn't want to make too big of a fuss. I think, um, you know, his shoes he had, all lives are equal. I think that's not very divisive. I don't think anyone can really have too many complaints about that.
0: Players walk a fine line these days in terms of their... Uh, their political positions, uh, the ICC regulations have a have a bob each way on the subject, so that each case will be treated on its merits. He has hasn't actually said anything. He's he's allowed his shoes to speak for him. I dare say, in in due course, he'll. Uh, He'll be asked questions about it, but it's a difficult one for cricket because it straddles so many different cultures and ethnicities. And within that, you will find a plurality of views. And I think it's asking a little bit much for players to just pretend that they're cricket robots who who don't have opinions.
1: I'm really interested to see how Cricket Australia grapples with it, because traditionally, the sort of easy fallback is don't mix sport and politics, but when you consider that CA withdrew from a series against Afghanistan as a political statement regarding the treatment of women in that nation, how might that, do you think, action colour their response here?
0: I'm very glad you brought that up, because I would have if you hadn't. What's source for the goose is source for the gander, and uh, Australia was won out against the rest of the world in the, in the case of Afghanistan because no-one else cancelled their Bilateral relationships, and of course, Australia was half pregnant during the World Cup because they played Afghanistan under the ICC's auspices. You know, these—I don't think anyone's got a completely stable or coherent position on this. So, you know, it's probably a little bit hard to ask a player to uh, to do so at the same time.
1: And Cricket Australia actually released a statement after our conversation saying we support the right of our players to express personal opinions, but the ICC has rules in place which prohibit the display of personal messages which we expect the players to uphold. Onto the so-called West Test. It's been fascinating to see the levers CAs pulled as they try to win over WA cricket fans. As I say, they branded the game West Test. Justin Langer's has blessed the event. They've tried to recreate a hill inside Perth Stadium to kind of give it some wacker tasting notes. I mean, Usman Khawaja even professed his love for the place in a kind of roundabout way. I've always have loved Perth. If it wasn't five hours away from everything, I could could imagine myself living here, but... Um, I love it out here, so I'm looking forward to it. Do you think it's going to work, Gideon?
0: Well, of course, we're all at the mercy of the cricket. That's the uh, the one thing that, that you can't set up in advance. And it's a little difficult to see how Pakistan, considering its very limited preparation on a very, very slow wicket in the East, is is going to be up to the task of playing on what looks like a very, very fast pitch at, uh, at Perth Stadium. It's actually the fastest pitch in Australia, has been for the last few years.
1: It's been... Pretty consistent here over the years. A good surface. So, yeah. Speaking to the ground staff, they're talking about trying to get a bit more pace and bounce than last year,
0: which is on the whole a good thing. But maybe not if you're a visiting team from a country where the ball seldom gets above waist high. Look, it'll make a difference if Pakistan are competitive for certainly for the, for the first three days. They've had a lot of upheaval in their cricket recently. Uh, there's no change there. That's uh, that's that's pretty standard. For cricket in Western Australia suffered during COVID. Of course, it was. It was impossible to get international cricket being staged in there. WA sort of doubled down on its general sort of state of parochial isolation from the from the rest of the country. Now it wants to be a fully fledged member again. That's that's good. Welcome back, Western Australia. Uh, I'm still not convinced that Perth Stadium is the right venue for Test matches like this. It's awkward. Big ground, not a lot of atmosphere is very seldom going to be full for anything other than maybe home derbies of the BBL and uh, an Ashes test. Not even India managed to, uh, to, to fill the stadium there a few years ago. They've got their work cut out to demonstrate to the rest of Australia that they can host a test match successfully. I hope they do, of course. It's fantastic folklore about, uh, about test match cricket in, uh, in WA, but it's not sort of a marquee attraction that's, uh, that's guaranteed to put bums on seats.
1: One person who might be able to put bums on seats is Travis Head. He's had a career year, second only to Khawaja in test runs globally. ODI World Cup hero. South Aussies will say I'm a few years late, but do you think this summer could be a coronation of sorts for him as he takes on Pakistan and the Windies? Well,
0: he's been pretty, pretty bloody good the last couple of home seasons. So he was amazing in the uh, in that Ashes series against England in 21-22. I think he was an absolute revelation. Here he is again. Head waits for wokes. Yep. chops away at this gets it away behind point at least one they'll come back for two and travis head resumes his rightful place in this australian team and does so in the best possible style he has bookended a dominant ashes series for australia with hundreds of his own in brisbane and now hobart he's gone on to uh, to get Man of the Match awards in the World Chess Championship final and the uh, and the and the World Cup final. That's that's a pretty remarkable double. And the other thing that is is that he he plays the game with a kind of a, a swagger, uh, a kind of a that, that retro chic moustache of his and and that general kind of come what may attitude. He's a cricketer that that you can rally around, that can uh, that looks like a kind of an incarnation of Australian cricket as it used to be. <laughs> And cricket's a backward-looking as well as a as well as a forward-looking game, and uh, sometimes those players connect where others don't.
1: Speaking of looking back, you've got to look a long way back to find a time where Pakistan have won a Test here in Australia. The last time was 1995. It was him Akram and Waka Yunus were running around. Is there any reason to think that they can buck history this summer?
0: Well, look, you know they they have the advantage of no expectations, but they do have the disadvantage of several key players being out. Abra, the uh, the spinner, uh, Nazim Shah, the the quick bowler, Babar Azam has just lost the captaincy. He's been reduced to the ranks. You're never quite sure how that's going to work with Pakistan. I think Shan Masood's actually not a bad choice as, as captain. He's probably not top class player, but he's an intelligent man. I think he handles himself well. But yeah, uh, you know, I've <laughs> over the years, like you, I've I've watched a few. Unsuccessful Pakistan teams in Australia. Not that they've been without their very, very good cricketers. God, I remember the the Waka Test match in '81, where uh, where they were put to the sword by uh, by Dennis Lilly, the famous Javed Miandad Test match.
1: It really is absolutely stupid. I cannot understand. Lilly actually asked for that. He encroached upon Javed Miandad's line, and we
0: very nearly had ourselves a fight on the ground. And as you can see. There, aiming a kick at uh, Javed Meandad, and uh, Meandad aiming to hit Delhi with a bat. I think it's only got harder since then for teams coming to Australia, often out of season, with very limited preparation to uh, to to be competitive with the home side. Maybe they just have to hope that Australia's a bit tired after all that celebrating.
1: As you say, we're at the top of the mark of another summer of cricket. I'm looking forward to getting into it. Gideon, thanks so much for your time.
0: No worries, Patrick.
1: Headlines: An incoming interim Tigers chief executive, Shane Richardson, has spoken to the press after the NRL club's administration saw a huge overhaul in recent days, including the departure of current CEO and the club's chair. Richardson says his job is to do everything possible to help coach Benji Marshall return the team to the top of the table. On Monday, we spoke about the elephant in the tennis room, Nick Kyrgios, the seemingly real possibility that he may never get back on court. And today he has kind of said just as much, revealing he can't walk without pain right now and that he doesn't really have the motivation to continue playing.
0: And I feel like I'm very content with my life, man. I have more than enough to enjoy. And if it was up to me, I, I probably wouldn't. I don't really want to play anymore, to be honest. But I, I have to almost. I've got so much more to give. But for me, I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't feel like playing anymore. <laughs>
1: it seems like that is up to him, mind you. And he's left a little bit of wiggle room there. To understand why his wrist injury is so problematic, you can listen to our episode from Monday. Just scroll back and take a listen. AFL And the Western Bulldogs have announced star midfielder Bailey Smith has torn his anterior cruciate ligament at training. You'd think that means he won't play in the 2024 season, which is a huge blow to the dogs. And Netball Australia and its players have signed a three-year collective players' agreement, ending a damaging pay dispute. Players will receive an 11% pay rise and will share in 20% in sponsorship revenue. This comes one day after Kelly Ryan resigned as chief executive of the sport. The players will have pay backdated to a October 1st. To hear more about Ryan's controversial departure and tenure, scroll back to yesterday's episode. I'm Patrick Stack. This is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Poppy Penny. Thanks to Channel 9 and the Jay Shetty podcast for extra audio used in this episode.
0: Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.